Hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to Living With Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis, a podcast in conjunction with the amazing crew from Endometriosis Australia to get the conversation going about a disease that debilitates one in nine in Australia. Hello there. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're feeling good. It's been a big month because March is Endometriosis Awareness Month and the team behind the scenes at Endometriosis Australia have been putting in so much work. So in this podcast, the director of Endo Australia, Professor Jason Abbott, is going to let you know a little insight into behind the scenes of what's been going down and why this month is so important for all the Endo Warriors. Professor Jason Abbott, welcome back to the podcast. Well, good morning. And how are you, Ellie? It's so lovely to be back on and talking to you again. We had an overwhelming response after the very first episode. Yourself gave, you know, the endometriosis 101. And it was a really good guide for people who'd just been introduced to this debilitating disease. So thank you for helping out those people. Oh, look, my pleasure. And I think it's really important that we uh, ensure that we've got a great foundation and basis for those who just diagnosed with endometriosis, don't know very much about it. And of course, we want to make sure that we're educating everyone. And that's not just the patients and their families, but also clinicians and the wider community as well. And that's the only way that we're going to beat this silly disease. Absolutely. And that's what Endometriosis Australia are all about. You are the chair. And it has been a busy month because March is all about raising awareness for this disease. What's been happening for the Endo Australia team? Well, as you can imagine, March is just the craziest month in the calendar for us, uh, and it has been nonstop. So Endometriosis Australia has been doing a bunch of things, and of course the podcasts are one of those. So this is a great way to get information out to people really quickly uh, and effectively, and I think that that's been wonderful, and I know that you've been doing a super job. So can I say thank you to you? Uh, whilst I'm here because you've been doing a super job with the podcast and getting them all out there. So, uh, you know, you've been thanking everyone else, but I'm going to thank you for once Aww, because you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, don't, you don't get quite enough um, attention and you certainly deserve it because you're doing such a wonderful job of uh, making sure that we're getting our message out to the community at large. We've also been undertaking a range of other uh, different, different things, including some blogs. Uh, so getting some information out through the website. And we've also done a series of webinars and so many people might be aware of the original webinar series that we did about three years ago and there were five in that series and they covered things like awareness and initial diagnosis surgical management but we've just done a, a brand new series and we started off with pelvic health and that's really looking at uh, the issues of pelvic floor and how we can help to manage overall pelvic health and it's a super webinar I really commend it to people it's got some fantastic uh, physiotherapists and we talk about muscles and organs and endometriosis and pain and managing and pacing it's really good uh, so that's certainly uh, been fantastic uh, we've also done a webinar for adolescents and, you know, this is one of the myths. And I think, Ellie, we, we've spoken about this before. We've had lots of people who say, oh, teenagers don't get endometriosis, but we absolutely do. Mm. And so we've had some experts from around the country, uh, people like uh, Dr. Rebecca Deans, who's a, an adolescent paediatric specialist, Professor Sonia Grover from Melbourne, also 
uh, a paediatric adolescent uh, gynaecologist who come on board uh, and done some work with us. We've got Dean Conrad and Amani Harris and some really wonderful clinicians who were working with adolescents and they recognise this disease in young people. So it's a great resource. Yeah, that's a really good one. I was blown away recently, Jason. I went back to my old college. School asked me to go back to school and do a speech about um, my life and I spoke open and honestly about endometriosis. And this is in front of, you know, over a thousand people, including parents, and there was the students as well. I was blown away when I walked out of that auditorium. I had these young women coming up to me, giving me their ages, saying, I've been diagnosed with endometriosis and I yeah. don't know what it means. And, you know, I remember back when I was 15 and first got my period and mum, she mentioned to me the endo word. Now, thankfully, she's yeah. got a medical background so I could get a bit of an understanding. But if you're just getting, being introduced it for the first time, it is a scary thing to be going through at such a young age. So I think it's really important that the adolescence webinar is available. Yeah. And I think you've touched on some really good points there, Ellie, because not only do you need to have uh, parental awareness and, uh, you know, you're really lucky because your mum is is so well connected and, and really thought very carefully about this. So understood, that's fantastic. But unless you know about it, then you won't realise that that could be the problem. So, you know, I think if there are some issues, particularly around periods and pain and missing school, that's, this is a really great resource. So we just need to share it make sure that people can use it and getting the right information. I think that's also really, really important, Ellie. Absolutely. And there's lots of other webinars too, including some ones around treatment, fertility, complementary medicine, which is a really interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, so many people realise that um, it's not always about surgery. It's not always about drugs. And there's other things that are available too. And again, we've got some fantastic experts who are giving a very open and honest appraisal of the advantages, disadvantages, what we do know and what we don't know. And that's also something that we need to realise. There's still so much that we don't know and we have to find out. And you're a professional with it. You've studied, you've dedicated your life to this disease. I have indeed. And, you know, it is a really crazy disease. And I have been researching in the field for 25 years now. And uh, there's still so much more to, to know, still so much more to understand. And so understanding where we need to go to in terms of research and making sure we're matching that with what the patients want, I think is really, really important as well, uh, Ellie. And so, you know, part of that is just getting information to the people who have endometriosis, what it is that they uh, want to find out. And there was a lot of that information in our symposium that we dropped on Saturday, March 27. Keep an eye out at endometriosisaustralia.org for more info on how you will be able to watch it again, download it. And also throughout March was the Endo Enlightened, which was fantastic to see so many communities across Australia in the big cities to little towns, lighting up yellow for endometriosis. And I think, you know, getting out, taking some photos and spreading that around the, the world because it's so easy to do with social media these days and tell everyone the importance of what this is about. You know, this is uh, about uh, women. It's about people with endometriosis. It's about community. It's about a greater understanding. And so that shared experience, making sure that we are disseminating that throughout the world and uh, you know, obviously having these great landmarks lit up and it's not just big places, it's it's little places too. We've got country um, towns that are lighting up their uh, civic centres. It's absolutely fantastic because anyone can do this. And I think that it just adds a, a really nice layer 
to the importance of this disease within communities. And that's what it's all about. It's about improving the health of communities. And getting that conversation going on your socials is such an amazing thing to, to watch the reactions because every single time I do a post with the hashtag endometriosis Australia, hashtag endometriosis, blown away by the response that I will get from people, not only in Australia, but across the globe. And it just makes you realise that how many people are affected by this disease. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not just happening here in Australia, Ellie. We've had uh, a couple of big international symposiums in this last month. The World Endometriosis Society had a big meeting and, you know, Donna Tichia, our CEO, uh, presented the Endometriosis Australia data. So this is immediate feedback from the Endometriosis Australia community about what their experiences are. And that was presented to a world forum. So we're getting our message out there and it is being disseminated around the world. And that's fantastic. Are you able to reveal any key findings? Yeah. So we, um, we well, I didn't do very much. Mm. I was just hanging in the background because it was all done by Donna and Cecilia Ng and, and uh, Mike Armour. We really started looking at what people thought were the important uh, areas for us to research into the future um, and what their experiences were as well. And I think that what we came up with is uh, a greater understanding of the impact of surgery for moderate to severe disease. People wanted to know more about some new and emerging treatments, what was available outside of the range of things like hormonal uh, treatments. Uh, of course, costs are so important, Delhi, and we forget that you know this is an expensive disease as well. And we've got uh, some really good Australian data to show that about $10 billion a year is, is spent on endometriosis in lost productivity and direct medical costs. And we know that there's 34,000 and procedures that are done each year in this country alone. So this is a really expensive area and patients notice that as well. And so we need to take into consideration that the impact that this disease has on them has implications because people can't work. And if you can't work, then that has uh, a devastating impact, not only financially, but also emotionally and psychologically. So these are the, the experiences that uh, are being sort of brought to the fore rather than us thinking, oh, it's just about pain. It's just about periods. It's just about the impact that surgery has. And so it means now that we're starting to refocus our energy and thinking, actually, we need to think much, much broader. And now, of course, uh, there's a requirement to get people involved in research much earlier who have the disease and getting them to understand that um, their input is so vital to what we do as as researchers over time. So you know that was um, that was new information, really positively received over overseas. And in fact, it's been replicated in lots of other areas. I know the UK did that. There's the parliamentary inquiry in the United Kingdom into endometriosis, and they had very similar findings. The impact on mental health, mm. huge, huge area. And if you've got a chronic disease and you're a young person then that's, of course, going to have a very substantive impact on you and your development and your relationships. So, you know, understanding that and then pushing that to government, asking them to help out with some funding and some research so that we can improve services to make everyone's lives better is what it's all about. I did see that Greg Hunt, the health minister, was talking about endometriosis on his Facebook page the other day and obviously with the National Action Plan for Endometriosis being launched by the government um, a couple of years ago, that in itself was a huge moment and it's fantastic to 
to see that acknowledgement for starters. Absolutely. And, you know, I think government recognising that this uh, disease is such an important burden to the country and that it's been under-recognised. Remember, Minister Hunt came out and gave a national apology to women because uh, for the first time uh, it was identified that this was such a serious issue uh, for the Australian community. And of course, the National Action Plan on Endometriosis was the very first for any disease. Uh, it has been in place for a few years. We've had some unbelievable wins. Um, it's due to come to its conclusion this round in 2021. And, and certainly one of the things that everyone can do is to ensure that there is the next iteration of the National Action Plan so it doesn't just get lost. And that's one of the messages that I'd like to get across is for everyone to get behind and support the fact that the National Action Plan needs to be ongoing. We haven't quite achieved all of the things that need to, well, of course we haven't achieved any because we haven't found the cure, right? Um, we certainly haven't got all of the answers. So we, we definitely need to continue to support it and continue to support the women and people who have endometriosis. And that's absolutely critical and vital. So, you know, we have great relationship with government um, and they understand and recognise this disease. And on, this, on, on and it's not just government, I should say, it's both sides of politics. And, you know, we've been lucky that we've got support uh, from this bipartisan group and the, and the very wonderful support of the Parliamentary Friends of Endometriosis uh, who uh, started this, Gay Brockman and, and Nicole Flint. And, you know, they have been instrumental in, in getting this off the ground. So it's been wonderful to have that support. Probably the best thing to do is to get in contact with your local member and just, you know, drop the, the endometriosis word and that way at least it's keeping it top of mind for them. That is absolutely correct, Ellie. I think the more people that know about it, particularly in places of influence, and government is definitely there, uh, ensuring that we have uh, continued contact and lines of, uh, of communication with government and our um, groups who can provide the support and the infrastructure to make sure that we're getting resources where they need to go for clinical care, for uh, awareness, and certainly for research into the future. Well, the team at Endometriosis Australia, they are constantly working and helping to do whatever they can for the one in nine people who are affected by this illness. And you do incredible work as the chair and also as one of the top surgeons in Australia. I know so many people who go through you, Jason. You are simply amazing. Thank you, Ellie. But I do have to, to recognise the entire board of Endometriosis Australia and all of our volunteers and supporters because this is not a one-person crew. It is everybody out there. We have an amazing board who work tirelessly. Uh, we've got an outstanding CEO in Donna Ciccia who does a, a, a truly remarkable job. And, you know, she is an absolute Trojan and workhorse. She just constantly goes nonstop. Uh, and I think that that's a, a really passionate uh, drive of hers. So I definitely want to thank uh, Donna and the, and the team, but the entire board and all of those volunteers who get out and help make all of these events happen. I also want to thank all of the clinicians who've been involved in things like the blogs and the webinars and the podcasts and, of course, all of the patients who tell their stories. And, you know, you gave that very clear example, Ellie, of the fact that you went out and exposed your soul, I suppose, to, you know, everyone at school and this is what it means for me. And that can be quite a painful journey, but it's such an important one and it's how we get our message across. So can I just say thank you personally to all all of the patients who support us in uh, helping you because that's exactly how we get the improvements that we've seen so far and will continue to do so in future. And thank you, Ellie, 
for such an amazing job. You know I love talking about it. You know I'm passionate about it. And it's good to see that there is some sort of light at the end of the tunnel slowly getting here for the Endo Warriors across Australia. Thank you again, Professor Jason Abbott. It is always such a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope that we can do this again sometime soon, Ellie. I could talk for hours to Professor Jason Abbott. He is a wealth of information when it comes to endometriosis, and he's kind and compassionate and wants to help those who battle with this illness. What you need to do is make sure you keep an eye out on the Endometriosis Australia website for all the details on how you can watch our symposium that was released on Saturday, March 27th. There's lots of interesting conversations in that and also some fantastic info when it comes to the medical aspects of endo. So keep an eye out at endometriosisaustralia.org. And don't forget, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you give it some stars and give it a review as well because it does help create awareness and get the message out that this podcast, Living with Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis, exists.